0: mic check one two one two i think we're ready to do the do so i've already told you guys it's the last time i'm gonna tell you guys if you have not got yours already, I don't know what it is that you are waiting for. Zambesi Group Botswana has protective face shields for you guys. Yes, they're going for only 55 pula if you are living in Khabaruni, Botswana. All you have to do is call them on 267 That's plus 267-74-989-588. Let them know that I sent you so that you can go and get yourself one of them protective face shields. Now, this does not replace the face mask that you're supposed to be wearing because... Miss coronavirus is still very much here, okay? You can wear your face mask, then you come and wear this on top so that you don't have people all up in your grill. You get me? It provides a clear barrier right in front of your face and it comes in five awesome colors navy blue, maroon, black, white, and teal. It is also made from food grade clear plastic and serves as a reminder for you not to touch your face. So make sure that you guys get yourself one and protect yourself and your children from coronavirus, okay? Let's start the show. We about at the nape. We back Clamari. We back Club Ojara. We back La Ferrari. We back at the nape. We back Clamari. We back Club Ojara. We back La Ferrari. You got young say when you say? Your V lips get glossy You my main my dessert and my entree To infinity and Beyonce But then Yash you need minya It's big 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 like wa 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 I said then Yashin key minya It's big 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 like iPhone 10 plus Ayah
1: All
0: right, y'all grab your cups and get ready to discuss Can we talk? Can we talk? Hallelujah, back, culture kids. Welcome to Can We Talk, the podcast, the season finale. Yay, we're finally at the home stretch. Now, if you are new to the show, I don't know how you've missed all 11 episodes that we've done before. What we do on this show is we celebrate and critique the best in African music and internet culture. We do this every Saturday because Saturdays are for who? Me, K-W-A-M-E, also known as official Kwame to some people. Kwame Kardashian, I guess, is back again. And I am a Ghanaian, Tanzanian, Pan-African, Entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur from Botswana. If you would like to advertise with us on the show, just send me an email at info.officialkwami at gmail.com or just hit me up on any one of my social media platforms, okay? Woo! Cha! We got a lot to get through. Black is king. Burner Boy has a new song with Sam Smith. Ivorian Doll is putting bitches in body bags. And Botswana is back on lockdown. Yep, we are for another two weeks because I think we have like 30 new cases or something of the sort or something like that. So, yeah. Also, I don't know why that this is happening now that I have re-upped or relaunched, well not really relaunched, we're just back in business with um, my food business that you guys might know or might not be familiar with. I run a West African cuisine and products business with my mom. It is called Machi's Kitchen. And we do delivery, well not deliveries anymore, we're strictly doing pickups now. And we do catering and stuff of jollof and other foods and products, yeah, butter, coconut, or whatever it is. So if you guys want to check it out, you can on Instagram and Facebook. That is Machie's Kitchen, spelled M-M-A-A-C-H-I-E-S-K-I-T-C-H-E-N on Instagram and Facebook, okay? Also, thank you guys so much for the love that you've been showing to my TikTok character, FaceTime, babe. I have a new video that comes out uh, probably on Monday. I think I'll be releasing videos every Monday. Maybe Sunday or Tuesday. Anytime between Sunday to Tuesday, you might get a video. Um, yeah, FaceTime, babe, is fun. It's a great time. TikTok Available on TikTok and my Instagram. Also, shout out to you guys that have been showing up for Club Kwame, which is what I do. I basically jam on my Instagram stories every Friday or sometimes in the midweek. I didn't do one this past week because I jammed alone and I just didn't feel like putting it online. But if you want to come and jam with me and you you know you want to continue to practice social distancing, just come and jam with me online, okay? My Instagram handle or all my social media is official kwame. Plus, stay tuned to the end of this show because I have a very very special announcement for you guys and I have a song that you must hear. If you are new to the show, um, then I'll run you through how we do it. And if you are a returning listener, of course, you already know. I start the show off with a little bit of my reflections that I've had uh, during the week. Maybe, I guess now, over the past two weeks. Because last week, I just wasn't feeling up to it. I was dead-ass tired. I'd been shooting a lot of content and getting Machi's Kitchen back off the ground. And doing other work that I can't really talk about right now, but you guys will see sooner rather than later. So yeah, I, I start the show off with some reflections. Last episode, we spoke about how you have to love yourself in order to give your best self to those who you love. Now, usually I have notes for this part, but I'm just going to speak from the spirit here, Okay. Because this was inspired by a good friend of mine, Nature Inga. She uh, threw me this quote, well, that she said herself, and it resonated with me. And it is what I've been trying to put in practice now in my life and in my work. It is treat your goal like a nine to five, as in focus on your job. So this goes to everybody who's like a content creator, an entrepreneur. Whatever it is that you do, if you're not employed by someone or you're self-employed, you got to treat your goal like it is a 9 to 5. Monday to Friday or whenever it is you decide on your work days, you got to get up and do the work that needs to be done. I've been trying to do that. My sleep schedule is still all over the place. I'm still going to bed at like 2 a.m., 4 a.m. sometimes because you know me, creatives, we function best at night, personally. But um, yeah, I'm trying to do that now. So I wake up in the morning, I have my tea. I sit on my social media And see what everybody's doing Read my articles Read my bible and things And then I get into my work Maybe like two hours after after I like showered and had breakfast and things But uh, yeah I was going to say more about this But really just treat your goal like a 9-5 Because if you work as hard at it as anybody else who has um, a regular, uh, in quotes, regular job, I feel like then you will achieve your goals and you will see growth. Because if you set little goals for yourself, which is something that I like to do, like on my to-do list, I have, call this person today, submit this thing, research that. It helps you take off those small little goals that you have so that you feel like you're accomplishing stuff and you're moving stuff. Because every single thing that you do towards your business, your career, is... Um, part and parcel to what will bring you success. And one thing that I've personally learned is that when you take time to relish in those small achievements that you make, those little successes that mean something to you, it makes you feel more at peace. It makes you feel more as if you're doing something. Because I know it's often that you spend so much time working on something and then once it finally happens, you're just like, oh, okay, that's nice. Well, personally, that's how it happens with me. It's like, oh, okay. And then you're constantly moving on to the next thing and the next thing. But if you take time to sit on those small little goals that you um to achieve those small little goals and tick off those little things on your to-do list, it helps bring you or attract overall success and peace. Yeah, basically I really should have written notes. But anyway, that's how I feel about that. For me personally, this year, I've decided that I'm going to focus on building my brand because the world is so uncertain (laughs) with trying to do business and constant lockdowns out of nowhere. It's like we live in a time where we completely have to restructure and think about how it is that we do business, how it is we live, how it is we interact. So I think the worldwide pandemic, although it has caused a lot of trauma, has also brought a lot of good for me personally and professionally. Anyway, let's jump into our first official segment in the show. This is called President, a.k.a. Presidu, where we celebrate Africans doing dope work. This, my mom sent to me, and I had seen online as well. Super talented. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's a recent video of an 11-year-old boy named Anthony Mesuma Madu, who is dancing ballet. In the rain and he went viral with the likes of hollywood superstars like viola davis and other celebrities sharing the video now anthony is one of 12 students at the leap of dance academy in lagos the academy founded in 2017 is the brainchild of daniel ajala Oso- Owosini, who has been teaching ballet for free Without a dance space too. So shout out to Anthony and Daniel. I think it's really dope. You guys should find the video if you can. Moving on to this. Tefla Clemens, yeah? Who is a librarian, American fashion designer, and the founder of Tefla, which is a fashion brand based in Brooklyn in the United States. Now his unisex fashion line, Tefla, which launched in 2005, won the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund in 2017, And has become one of the busiest brands since. I'm pretty sure that you guys have seen these bags. They're the big shopping bags made out of leather um, that had the TC logo on it that everybody's posting. Everybody has right now. They're available in black tan, white, dark olive, and oxblood, ranging from um, sizes small to large. Prices also vary depending on the size. But the most expensive bag is actually just $240. Which I think is the definition of affordable luxury. Because it means it's pricey, but it is attainable to probably, like, your middle class person. And the cheapest is priced at $140, which makes it a much more accessible option than, like, your Gucci or YSL and things. People are calling it the Millennial Hermes Birkin bag. You know the Birkins? I'm sure you've probably see them. The one that Drake has, like, a collection of 50,000 of them in his house. Yeah, and I'm here for it, especially because he's actually African. I thought he was just an, um, an African-American designer, but he's a proper African-American. So, yeah, and fun fact about where he got the logo design from. Apparently, while he was um, in school, a teacher wrote monograms for all the students on the board, like the whiteboard or the chalkboard, and Clemens' monogram. That the teacher wrote is what has now become the tefla logo i wasn't so keen on them because i had seen them on so many people i was just like eh. you know when too many people have something and it's like eh, now i don't even want it anymore and i just wanted to see it in other colors but i've seen it in that dark olive listen I might need to get me one when I have the coins. There's also a picture I saw of a model who was dressed in all denim that had an all white one that looked really dope. But on the topic of bags, we've spoken about her before. Let's talk about British Nigerian designer Mawalola. She has a new bundle bag for a ultra cool label. Mawalola. And when it dropped... With, I think she only put out one Instagram post before. I think maybe about a month before that something was coming. The bag sold out in 30 minutes flat. Jesu, she's a 25-year-old Nigerian-born creative. And she attended the prestigious Central St. Martins in 2017. And she has a long list of popular clients that include the Claremont Twins, Drake, Naomi Campbell, and even... Barbie. Yeah, Barbie as in the Barbie doll. For her 60th anniversary, was sporting one of her bags. More recently, Mawalola has been appointed the design director of the new Gap X Yeezy collab. Now, the bag is priced at roughly $600. So it's proper luxury prices. And the style itself is made from soft Nappa leather in, modern round- in a modern rounded silhouette and a top handle which is skillfully crafted and embossed with her logo. Now, the bundle bag, although it's small, I feel like it could still be a very huge... Well, it has had such a huge impact on the fashion world, especially this one that she has that is in this like acid green cowhide print. Woo, I feel like I want one. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll probably just keep it and look at it. So, so gorgeous. So shout out to her speaking about african creatives africa is king black is king gotta say a special shout out to all of the african and black creatives of excellence that have been featured in beyonce's black is king um film now the inclusion of black and brown the gorgeous south uh, south asian women is what did it for me <laughs> You know, I haven't seen the full fir- film yet. I'm going to see it later. Actually, in just a little bit. So I have to hurry up and finish the podcast. I'm going to go and have a viewing with my family. I've roped in all my family. I sent them a message to the group chat. And I was like, listen, everybody has to show up at 7 p.m. sharp because Beyonce is going to be on Mnet on DSTV at 8 p.m. We are all going to watch this moment in Black excellence and African just celebration of culture. I'm so excited. I asked my grandmother to cook some wache and Joloff. so we're gonna sit around and have some good food and just get into it shout out to creatives um like the dancer slash artist slash model puppy ojo he's the guy that is in all green um paint well the main guy that's dancing besides the rest of the crew we'll get to them in a bit um shout out to Quincy, amand blitz the ambassador joshua kissy my good friend sharifa Isaka. Um, David Bona, Nana uh, Kwesi Waife, who's an amazing, amazing stylist and model. Guilty Beats, who worked on the project, who obviously produced already, and so many other jams. Trevor Sturman, who I've been watching for years. Daniel Abbasi, who's a stylist from um, Nigeria. Dance God Lloyd and the Dance With A Purpose Academy, who were killing it in the already video. Um, Kwesi Fojo, who is Beyonce's official creative director, who I actually saw in Ghana like two years ago. So, bro, they have been working on this project for a while. And so many more. The receipts are in the credits if you guys want to check it out. And I feel like this is the perfect segue for us to get into iGIST. Okay, now I just is where we talk about everything that is happening on the African internet. Now, before we get into it and properly talk about this, let's hear a quick word from Miss Anne-Marie lestrassi aka na joko aka beyonce giselle Nos carter
2: black is king is finally here now i'm so excited you guys get to watch it tonight on disney plus it's been a year in the making i worked with a diverse group of very gifted directors and actors and creatives from all over the world to reimagine the story of the lion king The narrative unfolds through music videos, fashion, dance, beautiful natural settings, and raw new talent. But it all started in my backyard. So from my house, to Johannesburg, to Ghana, to London, to Belgium, to the Grand Canyon, it was truly a journey to bring this film to life. And my hope for this film is that it shifts the global perception of the word black which has always meant inspiration and love and strength and beauty to me but black as king means black is regal and rich in history in purpose and in lineage i hope y'all love it i hope you enjoy it and i hope y'all see it tonight
0: a quick word from our sponsor (laughs) our queen miss beyonce giselle knows carter black is king oh lord i can't wait to watch it like the full thing anyway black is king is a 2020 musical film and visual album directed written and executive produced and edited by american singer beyonce the film serves as a visual companion to the 2019 album the lion king the gift a tiny album curated by Beyoncé for the 2019 remake, um, well, live-action remake of The Lion King. (sighs) Lord, 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 what a time to be alive. I am Shata Fies, as in Shata Wale, next to Beyoncé. Listen, for me, the album alone when it came out was such a moment. But now, finally, the visuals? Lord, Jesus is a fire. And I know we have been asking for it, dying for it, during the year of return, which was 2019, where we celebrated, well, in Ghana, we celebrated uh, 400 years since the last slaves left Ghana. I feel we had wanted at least a video for already or any of the songs to come out last year. But now, little did I know that the timing would be even more perfect coming from that time To the All Black Lives Matter movement. To us as black people globally uniting in justice for all of us. All during a worldwide pandemic. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The timing, the significance. I, I can't even. Not to mention the release of the deluxe version of the Gift album that Beyonce released last year. The horns on the song Black Parade. Jesus, what a time to be black. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen, but the already video, which is available on YouTube, is the only video so far that I have seen that Beyonce has not only linked in her Instagram, but Beyonce said, link up in bio if you want to go and, get, go and watch the video. But is, she also posted the full video on her Instagram feed to her IGTV. And it is the only standalone music video that she has posted thus far. I mean, I cannot help... But stand the greatest. Really, just the accessibility that she is providing with this—that we have been begging and dying for—and I just think it's perfect with this project. Absolutely perfect, because obviously not everybody has access to Disney Plus, which is where it premiered and where it is um, where you can stream it right now. But also to have it um, available on for people to watch on the African continent on DSTV. And even if you don't have DSTV, the fact that you can go and watch the already video on YouTube is so important for Africans worldwide to have an opportunity to see and to celebrate and to be a part of this human, um, this mo- moment in human and black history. It's like she just said, listen, if I'm going to spend a year, two years putting this project together, I'm going to make sure that everybody that is supposed to be a part of this or is connected to this or feels represented by this will have access to be able to see themselves and to see this and to be a part of this. Because... If you have Disney Plus, you can watch it, like I said, if you are like middle class or whatever, and you have access to d s t v you can watch the full thing and even if you don't have that for most people have um, access to the internet of some sort wherever it is that they live, so that you can still consume at least the already video, which is just mind blowing for me and the black excellence African excellence in this is just astounding. I I can't remember any time in history that we have had so much happening at the same time. Naomi Campbell, Adut At Ketch, Ow- um Awang Chol, Lupita Nyongo, um who else? Um wait, let me see if I can get this name right. Fola Jomi Akinmurele, who plays the role the young role of Simba. Um Nai- Nayaniso Desde who's playing the role of grown Simba, Connie Chume, who plays the role of Sarabi Simba's mother, Warren, Masemula, who plays scar, the illustrious um, nandi Medida, Mad- who plays Nala and the late Mary Tawala legendary, Mary Tawala, who play who plays um Rafiki, and finally rising actor Stephen Ojo, who I said well, Papi Ojo, Stephen Ojo, who plays an abstract character, the guy that you see in, in All Blue, who carries on throughout the film. I just, I can't. Africana is in this. Yemi day, Jesse Rice, Salatiel, um, Wizkid, Tiwa Savage, Mr. Easy, Ninja, Sierra Wack, Busiswa, Moon Chalcinelli, and of course, the king, Shatawale. Lord, just excellence, excellence, excellence. Well, those are the most of the um, African uh, cameos that I call within there. Got to say shout out to Teen Vogue, who did this article where I got all of these names from. Teen Vogue has really been doing it for the culture. They've been breaking down uh, everybody who was in it, everybody who's been a part of it, and just doing the damn work. I feel like there is an online editor or writer who works at Teen Vogue. If I'm not mistaken, she's Nigerian. I follow her, and I can't remember her handle. Couldn't find her name. Trust me, I did <laughs> a lot of research to try and find this woman. Shout out to her because I feel like she is the one who pushed for all of these articles to be written just so that we can be documented, we can be celebrated and everybody can be a part of this moment in time. And while all of this is happening, I just there is one particular TV presenter or interviewer that I would like to call out. I don't know the man's name, but this was when um Shatawale did an interview on the show on Metro TV, and he was discussing what it was like to be a part of this project. And instead of allowing a living legend like Shatawale to elaborate on what one of the greatest artists of all time and their team taught him while working on this project, the interviewer was rather asking, Oh, so did you get to take pictures with Beyonce? Did you meet Jay Z? Bro, how fucking irrelevant instead of learning and talking about the invaluable gems you're asking Sasawale if he was had the uh, time to be a groupie on a project like this are you kidding me <sighs> anyway that's what i've got to say about that for now until i um, watch the film I feel like it's so apt that this is the season finale and this is what we're talking about here. I've just got to say that for me, Black is King just proved that now more than ever, especially as an African or as a person of color, anything and everything that you have ever aspired or desired is beautiful, is excellent, is valid, is achievable, and is imperative to infinity and Beyonce. (sighs) Okay, let's move on to this. Nigerian music writer, PR, and marketer, my good friend, Namdi Okirake, used, um, recently put this tweet out, and I wanted to discuss it, because I have thoughts, obviously. <laughs> he tweeted, and I quote, When will artists dead this? It's not an album, it's not an EP, it's just a collection of songs narrative. Hmm. Now, I agree. Because... For me, I feel as if when artists say, oh no, it's not you know a full album, it's just a collection of songs. For me, it's like saying I have a collection of H2O. Meanwhile, bro, you mean you have what I... That's what you mean. And Malik Berry is one of the people who said this recently because he has a new project out called Isolation Room. And technically, it is an EP because an EP or even an album, is a collection of music, a collection of songs, yes? And an EP, by definition, is three to six songs, or a collection of music that is under 25 minutes. And Malik Berry's new project, Isolation Room, is about 23 minutes long, which means it is what? An EP! <laughs> you know? And for me, personally, I'm less inclined to listen to a project when, art- when like the artist's own energy about their project seems very blasé. I feel if you're confident enough to make the project or the music and to put it out to the, I know, very carnivorous public, I feel you should do it with your chest. If they like it or they don't like it, that's up to them. But so long as you feel that you have done justice to the music, then know that you have done the things that needed to be done. I'm only on my second listen of Malik Berry's project. And for me, I think it's actually good, obviously, because it's Malik Berry. And it's very rare that he's released something that I don't like. I think it seems as if when an artist just wants to release music they like, or they're not going to push it as hard as an album, or maybe out of fear that it won't do well commercially, commercially then they call it a collection of songs. But... And well, this is especially if there isn't like maybe an overall conceptual theme for all of the music. I was like, bro, you can really just call it a mixtape if you like, if you don't want to give it the weight of an album. Because I think many projects African artists um, release tend to be a collection of singles is what they sound like. And perhaps some don't want the expectation or the weight of calling projects what they are. But um. Because of the content, by definition, they are EPs and albums and things. This reminds me of Joey B's project, Lava Fields, that he released earlier this year. That I guess isn't quite... It, it isn't quite an EP because it's about nine tracks and it is like 28 minutes long. So in that sense, you could call it an album. But if you don't want to give it the weight of an album, you really could, bro, just call it a mixtape. I'm just saying... Stop calling the shit of collection of songs and just call it what it is. And even if you don't want to, I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. You can't just call it a mixtape like that one, so it's fine. And then maybe when you're ready to get into album mode and do a fully fleshed out concept and proper promotional work and whatever, then you can go and call it album EP and, and all of those things. But just do it with your chest. Anyway, moving on to this. Challenge accepted. So this, I was also confused about as to what was going on. My mom came to come and ask me about why is everybody posting these black and white pictures? I don't understand. Hashtag women supporting women and challenge accepted. So I did some research into it because I wanted to know what was going on. And it seemed that the challenge started or gained popularity when it seemed to be about women's empowerment then. Now, as it was catching steam, a lot of people criticized the post as meaningless, and they said that it was distracting in a time when social justice issues are competing for oxygen. Now, then social media um, users began to claim that the trend was created in Turkey to call out the killings of women in the country, which I think is admirable, because we love being educated um, and what happened in Turkey was recently there was a killing of a 27-year-old st- university student, Pinar Gultekin, for which her ex-boyfriend was arrested and immobilized hundreds of Turkish women to protest violence against women perpetrated by men, which is important. But after doing a bit of research, it seems that the current trend doesn't seem to be connected to that at all. According to Instagram, an Instagram spokesperson who spoke to CNN... They said that the earliest post was not necessarily connected to Turkey. Apparently, the hashtag Women Supporting Women Challenge gained traction in Brazil, in part from a July 17 post by Ana pa- Paula Padró. Padero, I'm so sorry to that woman, who is a Brazilian journalist. So it seems as if the challenge was aimed at women's empowerment all along. Next up, let's talk about this. I was super excited about it when I first saw it. <sighs> this past two weeks sees the launch of the first official UK Afrobeats chart, which is a new top 20 weekly rundown spotlighting the fast rising Afrobeats scene in the UK. It was initiated by celebrated festival Afro Nation, or we can say very much controversial, uh, music festival Afro Nation, and compiled by the official charts company. Now, it is understood to be one of the world's first official charts for the genre. The official UK Afrobeats chart is compiled using UK sales and streaming data from over 9,000 outlets, incorporating audio and video streams, downloads, and physical sales. And when you look at the list, it is really like the cream of the crop of African and diaspora artists. UK group NSG is at the top of the chart right now. Um, with their song Granddad, if I'm not mistaken. Brenna Boy is on there. Kitty from Ghana is on there. Jules is on there, since we can't have an episode without talking about Jules, for his song, um, Blessed. Tiwa Savage, her song, Dangerous Love, that I absolutely love, is on there as well. So shout out to all of the people who are in the top 20. And shout out to the official charts company for finally giving us an official list here for it. Uh, Moving on to this, I was super excited when I saw her tweet this. Ghanaian singer and songwriter Rhea Boss, who's another good friend of mine, her Born Today intro has been featured in episode 7 of British Ghanaian actress and screenwriter Michaela Coel's series, I May Destroy You, which is the talk of the town, of the internet town, (laughs) and of TV town. Right Now, Now, I May Destroy You is a British comedy drama television series created, written, and co-directed and executive produced by Michaela Cowell for BBC One and HBO. The series is set in London and stars Cowell as Arabella, a young woman who seeks to rebuild her life after being raped. Now, the series premiered in June. Yeah, on BBC One. And also on HBO. I haven't seen it yet, although I have found it in one of my sites. You know, the ones where you go to find the things that you should be streaming and paying for, but you know you don't have the coins, so you go and watch it on some website somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, and I've been meaning to get into it. I just haven't quite had the time, but I've heard absolutely amazing things. People are saying it is a must-see, a must-watch, and one of the greatest things to happen to television in quite a while. And I believe it. Um, Michaela, who is known professionally as Michaela Coel, is... Actually, let me give you a full name. Her full name is actually Michaela, Michaela Erababwache Collinson, And she's professionally known as Michaela Coel. So, obviously, she's from Ghana. Duh, Hello. <laughs> Um, She's a British actress, screenwriter, director, producer, singer, songwriter, poet, and playwright. She's best known for creating and starring in the sitcom Chewing Gum, which you guys can watch on Netflix, for which she won a BAFTA award for Best Female Comedy Performance. And shout out to her. Really and truly, she's been doing the work for quite a while. And finally, and I just let's talk about this now. Last episode, we were gossiping, right, about Runtown and a dude, Akech, about whether they could possibly be dating. It turns out eh, that they really are together. Nigeria, who I'm sorry, Nigeria, Runtown, who's obviously a hit making Nigerian singer, and a dude. Akech, who is a South Sudanese model who was also featured in *Blackest King that we just spoke about and has been killing it on runways and magazine covers for a hot minute. There's one Chanel ad campaign that I see she did recently, Jesus! Now, in a video that has since gone viral, the award-winning model is spotted showing off a new ring. So people, including me, were speculating that perhaps Runtown had proposed to her. But apparently it's not so, unfortunately. And a, I think it was, where did I get this article? I think it was from Pulse, Nigeria. They reached out to Runtown's team, and his team revealed that, contrary to speculation, although Runtown has given his girlfriend, so yes, they are dating, they are together, a promise, um, it, well, he's given her a promise ring, basically. It's not like an engagement ring.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm sad, but we shall see. More Vim to them. And yeah, that's about wraps it up for IGIST. We're gonna take a quick music break and then we shall get into Shall We Review.
1: You to hold your body? You want to move your body? Baby, come and shake your body. Come on down and put it on me. Even though you move so dirty, I can see you looking on me. I can give you some company. Oh, my baby, you've been watching me. Come to my conco, bunco. Make me just chilo. Make me chilo. I need your company for the night. Yeah. I just want your company by my side, yeah. Moja. Moja. Moja.
0: Shall we review? This is where we discuss, break down, celebrate, and critique African projects, EPs, albums, collections of songs, mixtapes, videos, and the like by African artists from across the continent and the diaspora. This week, we're talking about DJ Kwamzi's *Ama am a Piano to the World, Volume 1. Okay, now DJ Kwamsey is a Ghanaian, UK-based, malt-loving DJ and producer who I came across on twitter randomly well not randomly because i was really kind of searching for i'm a piano music and i also recently hosted an ig live talk with him um via african music magazine i mula now for me this project um is his experimentation with the south african shab- sub-genre of house music that is um, a piano. now the track that you just heard is called pamoja and it features ghanian artist young dems who goes in between pigeon and swahili which i was very surprised to hear because you know me tanzanian of course if you throw in a little bit of swahili i'm gonna get excited young dems who i actually thought i was might be a little bit East African. Turns out that he learned Swahili when he was living in Uganda a while ago and Pamoja has now become a fan favorite. Everybody's play- Well, everybody's listening to the project. Is constantly talking about the song. The song was also added to two of Spotify's official playlists, one of them being the Ama Piano Grooves playlist, which I thought was really dope. Contrary to popular belief, I don't even think I like Pamoja. It's one of my favorite songs on the project, but I personally don't even think that it's the best song on the project. It is then followed by The World, which is DJ Quamzy's, uh favorite song on the project, perhaps because it has no vocals, it's just a beat. And he says that the reason why it's just a beat is because the artist hasn't quite sent the vocals in time. That artist this time was not me, <laughs> because DJ Kwamzee has sent me something. That we've discussed that I was supposed to work on and I was supposed to be on this project, but because of lockdown, I was not able to go to the studio to go and record and get into the VOBs and do the things. But perhaps I shall be on volume two because they will be a volume two. But this song, The World, was featured on BBC One Extra, which I thought is quite exciting. Track three is Something, which features versatile artist Kirani Ayat and Black Pages. And then you get into track four, which is Good Morning, that features Boo who is a Ghanaian artist, um, I would say like UK Ghanaian artist, who actually introduced uh, DJ Kwamsi to the genre that is Piano music. Now, by this point, as you may be thinking, as I was thinking, I was like, ah. so it's called Piano to the world, but there's no South African artists or something on there and while i was listening to this and i posted it on uh, i think my instagram story maybe on my twitter one of the places it brought up a conversation that i was having with another um, industry maverick friend of mine about appropriation and inclusion and erasure and we are very quick to call out people that take from us or use our culture or our sound or what have you our fashion outside of africa especially when it is by white people. But when it is our own, silence. And for me, I feel there's absolutely nothing wrong with exploring um, different cultures or genres of music. But for me, for it to be called I'm a Piano to the World, it makes it sound as if this project is... um, Pushing to be like a definitive guide or introduction to the world of Amapiano music. And I don't think that is DJ Kwamzi's. I'm so... Kwamzi Kwame. I don't think that's his intention. I think it really just is him exploring the genre. And he did it pretty well, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But I think just the name for me was like...
1: eh,
0: Like... How are you saying I'm a piano to the well, but there's no hints of any South African artist or producer or something involved in the project? So I asked DJ Kwamzi about it on the IG live that we did. And he said that he just couldn't get in touch with any South African artists on this particular project. So perhaps on the next project, he is reaching out to people. Um, hopefully he'll be ha- able to have them on the project so that at least the genre is well represented. Because this it, it doesn't stop anybody from making any particular genre of music or eating any particular food, engaging any sort of culture, whatever it is, you know? But I feel if you're going to give it a title like that of Amapiano to the world, it makes it seem as if you have gathered all of Amapiano and you are saying, this is what Amapiano sounds like. And I feel like it is... Very much an Amapiano project, obviously, an Amapiano-inspired project. But it's, for me, be, with without some sort of South African artist, it, the name doesn't sit well for me. But otherwise, I think it's an all-around great project. Um, the final track is actually my favorite track. It is called Get On Up, and it features... Um, A female artist by the name of Genius that I'd never heard of before. So news to me, I quite like it. I personally feel that that is the best track on this EP. And I'm going to play it for you in just a second. But let's get into my final thoughts. I think there were decent transitions on this project. I think it's pretty damn good. And it is one of the best takes on Amapiano that I've heard from any producer or artist from outside of Southern Africa because I had been waiting for other African producers, like I said, to try their hand on it. I think this project is second only to Jules's Happy Place so far. Also, actually, I lied because perhaps as a full project, even though Jules's Happy Place wasn't uh, like I said, a complete Amma Piano project. Sars also has a track out called Addicted with Niniola that I think has some Amma Piano vibes. I quite liked that, of course, because, I mean, has Sars ever made a song that I don't really like? <laughs> and Rema as well has a song called Woman that definitely has some Amma Piano influence in there. I was not sold on it when I first listened to it, and it made me feel as if... I'm um, a piano just kind of st- sounds weird sometimes with certain artists isn't if there isn't some sort of South African um tone in it or some like some South African something whether it's lyrical content or in the phonetics of it but Roma's Woman has actually grown on me <laughs> I just, like it had been, first I listened to it once, I was like, yeah, listen to it second time, yeah, then I just added it to one of my playlists where I go back and listen to music that I found, and I was like, yeah, okay, so then I just added it to the download, but I didn't quite download it, as of today, I've not downloaded it, I've added it to my permanent library, I think I quite like it, and I added it to one of my other playlists, anyway, I'm a piano to the world, volume one, what's the score, I think I will give it a very fair 7.3 out of 10. Uh, just because I'm also curious to see what he's going to do with Volume 2 and which other artists he's going to feature. If I get mine in time, <laughs> then you'll probably hear me on it. I guess this is an exclusive? But this is not the special announcement that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. You're gonna have to wait for that to the very end, okay? Songs that I think you have to add to your playlist immediately, definitely Pamoja. I mean, are you gonna argue with Spotify? Or me? (laughs) Okay. Good Morning, which features Boo, I really like as well. And my absolute favorite track on the project, which I think is the best song on the project, get on up that features genius if you would like to advertise with us on the show perhaps in the next season or you would like me to review your project simply send me an email at info.official at gmail.com or just hit me up on any of my social media pages that is at official kwame right now let's do get on up and we shall wrap up the show <laughs> Let's get into your WhatsApp broadcast. This is not like the fake book news that you read. This is recommendations that you actually need. Starting off with what to watch on African Netflix. Last episode, we spoke about wedding party part one and two. And this week, we're going to talk about skin, which is an hour-long documentary that compiles the stories of black women in Nigeria who have been treated differently for having dark skin. It was produced by... Na- um Nigerian-British actress Beverly Naya, who actually also starred in Wedding Party Part 1 and 2, and it tackles the issue of colorism, which is the dis- discrimination of people based on skin shades and is prevalent amongst people of the same ethnic or racial group. Now, in the documentary, um, several people speak, women especially, speak about um, the pressures of being defined by their skin color. It features interviews by Eku Eduwo, Hilda Dokubu, and Bobrisky, as well as sex workers, traders, artists, beauty entrepreneurs, and children as well. Speaking on the project, Beverly Naya said, it subcon- it subconsciously registers in the mind of a child that black is poor and light skin is beautiful. And the way that information is received can affect the mind, which I completely agree with. Now, getting into the project, I have just got to say that it is so, so good. It is world-class quality production and cinematography. I think for me, it was very eye-opening to the perspective of people of different shades of blackness from nearly every walk and every class of life. Whether mixed race, transgender, even prolific Nigerian um rapper Fino, Fino, who's light-skinned with green eyes, was in there as well. And he t- spoke about how growing up he was targeted as a troublemaker in his group of friends simply because of his skin tone. There was even a mixed race um actress in there who spoke about how she couldn't or wouldn't get roles because she wasn't in quotes or didn't appear black enough or how people could discredit her work um, under the assumption that she would just get jobs simply because of her looks. And colorism is, an, is a topic that I feel we don't speak about enough within African communities or black communities. And it is very, very real. If you think about um, people buying bleaching creams or, you know, people talking about, oh, oh, a girl is pretty or whatever simply because she's light-skinned. And it is, I mean, it's it's not unfair to say that they have been many a time where people have got jobs or got certain privileges simply because of their color in their skin but it it was just interesting to see different perspectives of color within this how it is assumed that people of lighter skin like i said get jobs or get treated differently because they are lighter skinned. But then it also is a disadvantage sometimes being um, lighter skinned because then people think that anything that it is that you do holds no weight because you probably got the job because of light skin privilege. You know, and then it's also even more difficult being dark skinned because people are just like, oh no, we've met our quota of how many dark skinned people that we had. I've seen this in modeling. I've seen this in advertising. You've seen this in film. We've seen this for forever and a day, you know, so I thought it was really important and really dope that she did this documentary because it shows you nearly every side of the conversation, whether dark-skinned, light-skinned, um, whether someone has albinism, it, like every single hue, like I said, kind of like was addressed in Black is King, every single person, while well, as many as possible, has been represented and every single, um, as well as many perspectives as she possibly could, were represented within this documentary. I think you guys have definitely got to see it. I think it is one of the most frank conversations of colorism that I have seen lately. What's the score? I think I will give it a very strong... 8.1 out of 10. So if you guys want to see it, it is available on Netflix. Moving on to the playlist. This one is for all my Spotify users. I have a new playlist out called Africa Our Stories. Now, I know we've spoken about it before, but now it's been updated. Okay. First, there were like 20 songs. Now you have everything. This is the deluxe version of the playlist. Africa Our Stories is a playlist curated by me for art culture publication Africa 2.0, inspired by the voices and activism of black lives everywhere. Now the extensive list features biographical, inspirational African um, music, both classic and contemporary by iconic artists of African heritage from multiple genres of music in celebration and solidarity of our black brothers and sisters worldwide. Of course, I've got tracks in there from, um, the Gift, there's some stuff by Shata, there's some stuff by uh, Burner Boy, Shoma my is in there, Angelique Kijo, um, Day Seal. Listen, any, as many African artists as I could possibly think of, I've put it in there. If you guys would like to check it out, link up in any of my social media um, handles or... Any of my social media pages, go ahead and check this in the bio, okay? Moving on to the mix list, which is a one-hour plug-in and play mix by AD DJ, hosted by me. The second edition is out now. It's usually the playlist that I use for Club Kwame, that you've seen on my IG stories. So if you want some jams and you don't want to just listen to track by track, you don't want to listen to the food track, but maybe you want to party, or you're cooking, you're going to shower, you're driving in town, whatever it is that you're doing, this mix list is there for you, okay? It's just straight back-to-back jumps. Finish. You don't have to go anywhere outside to go in here and eat DJ. We have brought the DJ to you. And finally, let's get into the reading list. Where I tell you guys, articles, books, whatever, that I've been reading that I think you should read too. Because it would probably be of interest to you. This week, we're taking it from ID Magazine. They have a new article out called An Intimate Look into the Opulent Young Drag Community of Abidjan. Now, it is by Sierra Leonean visual artist, how do you say her name? Nadi Smart. And she portrays two emerging drag queens who, despite receiving backlash in their home country, continue to practice their stunning art. It is visually like the word suggests stunning but don't take my word for it go see it for yourself i will tweet a link or leave a link in my instagram highlights for you so make sure you follow me across social media that is at official okay and that brings us to the end of the show i told you i have a special announcement so don't you touch that don't you touch that pause button okay we're not done here yet a special announcement for you guys so since it is the season finale And you're just like, oh my gosh, so when are you going to bring Can We Talk the podcast back? Like, bro, what am I going to do without you every Saturday? Saturdays are for Kwame, bro. I know, bro. Don't worry. I got you. Can We Talk is coming back to IGTV. Yes, we're going to be bringing your reviews. I'm going to be doing music videos and a whole bunch of stuff because I feel that a lot of you like hearing me, but even more of you like seeing me. So to give you guys a visual aspect so that you can hear, you can engage, you can see all of my reactions and we can have a closer connection, I am going to finally be bringing Can We Talk to IGTV so that it's easy and accessible for you guys so that if you don't have time to listen to like a whole podcast, you can just go and watch like some five minutes, B, you get me? And I think it would be a lot more entertaining for you guys. So Can We Talk, the podcast is not going away. We're just taking a break, boo boo, okay, since the end of the season. But um, don't worry. You're still going to get your Can We Talk fix via IGTV. So, yeah, that's my special announcement, guys. I guess see you in season two. Thank you so, so much for everybody who has been there from day one to now. Thank you to Akrabi Day for hosting us on their platform. Thank you for everybody who has listened to this particular episode. If you are new, you came at the perfect time. Because Lord knows, listening to episode one and then listening to this is like, what? growth, woo woo! But thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate you guys tuning into the show and listening um, consistently. Shout out to everybody that retweets, that shares, that um, DMs me, that comments, that it plays everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you again to Some Busy Group Botswana for sponsoring the show for so long. Really, really appreciate it. I just, I cannot thank you guys enough. This has been such a wild ride for me. It has been a lot more strenuous (laughs) than I thought it was going to be. Because trust me, the production aspect of putting... Sitting and talking about this is the easy part. The production. (laughs) You guys have no idea. You sit here and listen to this in like an hour, hour and a half or whatever it is. However long these things are. It takes me a week, days and days and hours and hours and hours and hours to prepare <laughs> to get this all together. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for sticking with me and taking this journey with me. Um, I appreciate every single one of you, like I've already said. Okay, I think we're done. We're there. Um, I'm going to leave you with this track by Ivorian Doll Body Bag that I absolutely love right now. We shall see you in season two. As to when we will be back, I do not know. But like I said, you can continue to catch me via IGTV. Uh, or Twitter, or any of the uh, funny places I'd be doing things, or on TikTok. My handle is, like you already know, official Kwame across all social media platforms. (sighs) Don't forget, K-W-A-M-E. Keep winning at motherfucking everything.
1: Fuck around with no dickhead gal who took a bag of shit on roll. Walking round in your big drip, but I heard that shit so low I'm unruly, not beauty, I got thick thighs and booty Juicy, cutie, cut a bitch, animal cruelty Ain't no realer, big bad driller, snatch your wig, big, big killer Type your nigga in my mirror, send him back in time for dinner I'm
2: bodybagged these bitches, I don't chit-chat with them snitches i will bodybagged these Lead them all to their dickheads. I know, like, bummy niggas fake trigger fingers low key. You ain't never pats.